You are listening to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Have you checked out their Formula helmet yet? Well, you should because Fly Racing has redefined expectations in both safety and performance with the Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring the Rion technology, Conehead EPS and a 12k carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula helmet to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Fly Racing Formula helmet changed the game. Yeah, Dirk Grubel, MXGP of Italy, uh, free. We'll start with the positives. This has been a really good week for Tom. Once again, showed a lot of maturity, and like he's a championship guy, he knows how to manage this situation when he makes a mistake, has to have a little bit of a comeback, he doesn't lose his head. He also put a lot of points on the competition. So all in all, I'm looking as this week, this is almost like a championship week for Tom. Like, if he goes on to do this, I'll look back at Fienza and be like, that's where we saw the guy he can be. Yeah, today he showed again, like... Good start, being up there straight away, leading the race, but then uh, Jago got him, but not getting stressed out. Yeah. He he was watching his lines, tried his lines, but it was not that well suiting him, like going in the inside line and so on. Um, found back his own rhythm, uh, went all good until they hit the lappers. So <laughs> there he struggled a bit, uh, tipped over, then Jago was gone, but yeah, still second place, fantastic job. The heat was quite hard today on everybody. You could see after the race, all the riders been suffering. Um, second race, yeah, he just went. Good start and went. And Jago was uh, in P4. Watson actually was chasing him, but then he made a mistake. Um, Jago tried till the end, but Tom could manage a seven, eight second gap. And he brought it home. Uh, no gaining points, no loss either. But uh, I think for the head, it was really important. Again, winning, winning on Wednesday. And that, that keeps him going, you know, and it makes him stronger. And, and yeah, we look forward for the next races. What it will be with like, not real sand, but also not real hard pack. So I think Jago will have his days and, and Tom will have his days, but it's a give and take still. But he manages really good and really mature. And it's, it's nice to see. And, and the momentum is gaining, yeah. Coming into the season, I knew that Tom would be fast. I knew that he was probably the fastest rider in his class. The one thing that worried me was whether he'd be ready to battle for a championship uh, yet. Like Imola last year, he went DNF, DNF, and obviously you can't have that happen if you're going for a title. Are you surprised how much he's matured in the space of a year, or could you kind of see this coming through the off-season and stuff? No, it's only his second year. Eh? Nobody should forget that. And, uh, okay, some guys come in and get in their first rookie season, but very rare. Let's say we're talking about Roxons and Herlings, not even there. Um, and yeah, with him and Jago, same thing. I mean, they're two youngsters and they're doing well and doing good. The pressure is all on them, all eyes are on them, and uh, it's it's good to see how well they handle it actually. And I mean, of course, he's our favorite since with Rene, he was the youngster this year, so he stepped it up, but already in his second year to be the group leader. That's, that's a tough job, but he does it well, and uh, I see him more mature than usually you are in that age, and it's a good thing to see. He does a really good job. Uh, before we get on to the thing that everyone wants us to talk about, uh, second triple header. Obviously, Latvia 
everyone was just happy to be there whatever's race whatever racing is good this one has it been harder on you as a team obviously besides the obvious just on the demand on equipment and people has this one been harder than Latvia do you feel like this what if say next year we're back to normal and they say yeah once a year we'll do a triple header in the summer are you st- the more we do this is it wearing on you a little bit it wears I mean more on the riders than on us I think um, okay Latvia was different like you say after such a long break everybody would just be happy to be back but now you can hear voices in the paddock would be better <laughs> just a double like a Sunday yeah. and a Sunday because to race Sunday and then after two days on Wednesday again it's tough on the boys eh? and some boys t- take the toll and, and having crashes and we've seen a lot of crashes here to be honest okay the speed is high, everybody's motivated, and uh, it's an old-school track with a lot of ruts. That's also different than usual. But it wears off a bit, let's say. I think if, if they would make doubles, everybody would prefer more. And uh, what about being back at Fienza? Obviously, we haven't been here since 2012. I'm guessing if fans were allowed, we wouldn't have come here anyway, because it's all quite tight. But would you sacrifice, like, to describe to people at home, the pits are basically on a really steep hill. So I imagine parking the truck and stuff is difficult. But would you sacrifice that stuff to have an old-school track like this? Well, the track is fantastic, to be honest. And uh, I think we have seen uh, now on, on Sunday, Wednesday and today again really good races. What we didn't have seen in a while so intense where they battle from the first to tenth place and they are so close together. No room for any mistakes and a couple lines. They had two, three lines uh, for, for choice and... and that's why they, why they had such long battles. Normally, if there's a single line track, they try two, three laps, then somehow the train starts and everybody sits in it. And uh, if nobody makes a mistake, that's how they finish. Eh? So from that point of view, for sure, I prefer it. Yeah. And of course, Jeffrey Fienza started so well for him, 1-1. It was kind of like, it sucks to say it now, but I looked at the first Fienza as the new Jeffrey because he went 1-1 on a day when maybe he wasn't the fastest maybe he wasn't the strongest but he found a way to get it done it just sucks that bad luck came into it on Wednesday I guess because that's all it was he wasn't pushing he wasn't on a fast lap it wasn't like he was riding above his head you just have to put it down to bad luck I don't know what else there is yeah I mean that shows you how close together is the light in the shadow eh? I mean he was, was winning fair and square with 1-1 riding smart not doing stupid things having his 90s GP win and then on Wednesday in lap four, just bomb. Disaster strikes, ending up in the hospital, getting lifted out of here. Worst case scenario. And uh, luckily for him and also for us, I mean, seems like all what looked bad in the yeah. beginning, like he couldn't move his leg and stuff on, had like tingly fingers, all wore off, luckily, after a short time. So he has all feeling back, but it's a huge impact on the spine. And uh, yeah, it will take some time to recover and there will be further scans at the end of the year, uh, end of the month. Yeah. And uh, need to take it from there. At the moment, it's too early to say anything. But yeah, I feel really sorry for him. And it's just, he puts in such an effort and <laughs> it's just disaster struck again. It's not the first time with him. And I don't know why. It's, it's hard to say. It's, um, I guess it's difficult as well because it sucks that he's out. But then, like you say, it could have been so much worse. So, in a way, it's good it's not worse, but then it's bad that he's out. Like, it's a real mix of emotions because you want to be happy it's not worse, but then also he's still out, so that sucks. Of course. I mean, if you see a rider airlifted uh, with a helicopter to the next uh, hospital, what is a trauma center for back injuries, and then uh, a couple hours later, you see him walking out of that thing, even braced up heavily. Yeah. Uh, 
it's a big relief for him, for ourselves, because yeah, we know how fast he can go in the sport, and we've seen too many already sidelined and still struggling with their injuries, and so everybody was happy that that he could just walk away. And but it's a tough pill to swallow for everybody, of course. And uh, last thing, just how's he doing? Obviously, from what he's posted on social media, he does seem thankful that he's kind of okay. But has this been tough on him again? Like, is he in quite good spirits, all things considered? He's in good spirits. He he realised, yeah, like he posted also, I walked out of this. So, nah, it's, when you're there on the ground and, and you, your body's not responding what you want to do him, then I think you have a worst-case scenario going on in your head. And, yeah, like I said, luckily he walked away. And, uh, yeah, future will tell what, what if there is some impact on him or not and hopefully not he's a great racer he's still very young he's 26 now and yeah I hope him to coming back and uh, just making him stronger and <laughs> I think he can win another championship for sure because this year it looked good already he yeah. could have lifted a little bit on, uh, on on the points lead what he had but yeah it just just didn't happen this is the thing I guess he needs to like this is a strange year anyway 2021 is the focus now like if he has to sit on the couch until December that's the best thing to do and to be fair it seems like he's gotten a bit smarter with that now anyway yeah it makes no sense now to come back early push things and and i don't know want to show up in arco i think that makes not really sense for me so better you get really fit uh deal it out let your body heal and then prepare for the new season this year is awkward year anyhow so making the best out of it for the next season and we need to continue like it is now. I mean, it, it was weird anyhow. We had three races and we had three different winners on, on all on an orange bike, what is good for us. But uh, still, it shows we're doing the right thing and we keep doing that. Tim Geiser, MXGP of Italy 2, 5-1 uh, on the day, which I think is the same as Wednesday. So, OK, bit of a bummer not to win the overall, but you won a moto, you made up a ton of points. It, all in all, it's a good day. Like I say, maybe a bit of a bummer not to win the overall, but there's a lot of upside. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I'm quite happy with the with the all day. Let's say um, had a little crash in first moto in first lap that cost me a couple of positions, uh, and then I climbed back to fifth. Uh, second moto got a solid start. I mean, top top five something like that. Make a quick passes from the beginning, and then uh, make a little gap like four seconds something like that, and control the race. So. Uh, it was, I mean, on this track was the start of ski. So if you could pull the start inside top five, you had a sh- chance to, to, to win it. Um, so, uh, yeah, overall quite happy. Uh, that little crash in the first moto, obviously you went for a pass on Tony quite early on. Yeah. Uh, looking back, do you regret trying it there? Obviously, I don't think many passes were made there all week. <laughs> I think you might have been the only one who tried it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I saw the opportunity. Uh, he didn't... Uh, when defensive I mean like he leave me door open yeah. uh, and then I think he hear me that I'm coming on the inside and then on the last second he closed and then we came together um, but I crashed I mean he, <laughs> he just drive uh, forward uh, but yeah I mean like uh, if could if I could turn the time now back <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't do that <laughs> it's funny when you got up you were only like 10th but I was like oh my god I don't know how he's going to make passes around here but to be fair you passed people pretty quickly and they were tough guys like DeSalle, Paul Ann mm-hmm. I was thinking you were going to spend the whole race looking at the back of their jerseys even me I mean <laughs> especially when I came behind uh, Pauline because yeah. I remember first GP here uh, last Sunday 
I couldn't pass him, like it was really difficult to pass him. Uh, but I make a quick passes and then uh, towards the end I pass also uh, Lupino yeah. and then finishing fifth. And then second moto, I, I would say that maybe today was the... I mean it was not so tough to pass the yeah. guys because even like second moto I didn't have the great start. I mean I was there but like I, could, I managed to make a quick passes on the beginning first couple of laps and then I was in the lead. So uh, the track was like um, let's say more open uh, today and uh, it was like you know you could change the lines you can use some outside lines that they were fast enough. A lot of riders tonight, actually, have started to talk about how tough Prado is to pass. Normally, all anyone wants to talk about is DeSau and Paulin. Now people are saying Prado as well, because he's whole shot so much that he just knows how to control the race and like stops in the right, at exactly the right time to make you lose your momentum. Uh, do you feel the same as the other guys, that he's quite difficult to get around? Obviously, quite easily did it in the second moto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Prado is known as a good starter, and I think uh, this year... And- Every time, you know, start is... <laughs> Every time. <laughs> start is really important. I mean, um, if you take a whole shot and you have a clean track in front of you, you can just write your lines, yep. you know. Nobody roosts at you and you can you can write, you know, like you know, let's say. Um, so definitely that's that helps him a lot. Uh, and like I, like I said, you know, on this track this week, let, let's say that it was not easy to pass anyone. Yep. It was quite tough. Uh, just, you know, I think you need to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, this is the second time we've done the triple header. When we did it in Latvia, everyone was just happy to be racing and we'll do whatever it takes. Now that we've done it for a second time, was this harder on you than Latvia was? Obviously, I think it was a bit hotter here as well. Uh, did you feel it more this week? I mean, it was quite okay. Uh, let's say... Okay. Yes, we raced three, three, three races, three GPs in uh, one week, but it's just one day format, so it's not so f- okay. It's physical. We ride two times thirty-five minutes, um, but yeah, I mean, like for Latvia, I would say that it was a little bit better because they always change the track yeah. a little bit, at least some jumps. Yeah. Uh, here, basically, like all three GPs, the track was the same. They did some doubles on the inside, yeah. but like barely nothing so uh, of course it was difficult because of the layout and everything it was difficult to make a big changes but uh, yeah on the end I, I know you know like when you do like six motos on the same track it's it's kind of like boring on the end you know but uh, it was the same for everyone let's say so uh, yeah and uh, last thing obviously you've only got one weekend off heading into Mantova do you think that triple header will be tougher because there's less time to recover from this one uh, I guess the track could be a bit better. They've got more room to make changes there, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think, I mean, like, we have enough time to yeah. recover, you know, like, it's one weekend off. Um, yeah, like you said, you know, uh, Mantova with the layout, I think they will be able to to do some changes between um, first and second and then the second and third uh, GP. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward Hey, going back to Mantova, you and Tony are 1-2 in the championship. Maybe we've got 2016 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like, uh, it's quite quite close. Uh, we are just a couple of points uh, apart. Uh, so, 
yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Even the rest of the guys, you know, they are not so far yeah. behind us. So uh, it's going to be interesting one, yeah. yeah Jeremy Sewer, MXGP of Italy, free. Uh, I guess we'll call it that. Another positive day for you. But I, f- I can feel the situation's changing because you were, what, fourth overall? And I'm not. And a year ago, I feel like fourth overall would have been high fives and everyone would have been happy. But I feel like now... You want moto wins, you want, at the very least, a podium. So I think that kind of expectations are shifting a bit now, aren't they? Uh, sure, they are. But I have to say, I, I didn't do a bad race. The result just doesn't show. It because first moto, I was that close again to just win another moto. You know, I, I was basically there. I was, I had all the speed, the fitness, the everything. Just uh, there was a guy out there who, who made my life difficult. And I tried to make the pass stick and I just crashed didn't really do a mistake it's just that was the limit of the track point you know uh, shit happens I mean now I can be angry but I, at least I tried you know and also you know trying for a three four five laps having the pressure then from Tony because he catched up since we lost time took a lot of energy for me like I really I was tired after first moto because of Jorge, because that guy is so smart, he knows where to stop in the rut just to make you lose your rhythm, you use more energy. He can jump up a hill in a rut, he just stops because he knows you are behind, so you just hit him and he just fucks you up, you know. I mean, yeah, that's how he does it, fine. But we will, you know, I mean, it, it will always one day uh, come back somehow, you know. Today wasn't the day, but... Second moto, uh, I mean, overall, I have to say I improved my starts. I've been third, first start. I've been fourth, second start. Quite consistent. Okay, not whole shot yet, but... <laughs> I don't think whole shots are possible with Jorge out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I say. He's just better than everybody. But you see, everybody struggles with the start. Nobody's consistent anymore because the level improved. Even Tim, who who was always up front, he's now not there all the time. So you see, it's not only me like struggling to find that start consistency, yeah. but I did a good job today, so that means we improved. Anyway, second moto, I, I was there again. Again, Jorge, I took some time to pass. Rome got by, took a lot of risk, nearly jumped into me, <laughs> nearly took Prado and himself down in front of me. So sketchy and... I mean, you know, I'm just not like that. Uh, I know. I'm, I mean, I'm, I take some risks, of course, but I'm not going in a stupid direction. And after halfway moto, I just knew that's not my moto. I just stayed there. I had no the energy left I needed yeah. to push because, like I said, that first first moto was intense. The crash was quite big, you know. So the body was, yeah, needed some energy for all this kind of thing. Even I'm full fine. I didn't hit anything, but just I. I didn't have the energy left for the last 10 minutes in the second moto, just what was going on, you know, but overall still really consistent and positive. I mean, I don't have to feel really bad going home today, you know. Uh, in the first moto, did you have any spots picked out where you thought maybe you could pass Prado? Uh, I was thinking that second turn where you crashed, if you could nail that inside jump, or uh, it looked like you were given the inside at the top of the waves a little look for a few laps. Um, yes, exactly. I had two, three spots. I knew I could might get him, but... It didn't happen. And the lap, I thought, now I have him because I was that close and he got a bit more tired. Uh, I made the crash, you know, because I just went that little bit faster into it and my rear got some bumps and it just launched me a bit sideways. Something really small, but it just put me on the floor, you know. But uh, like I said, you know, that guy, on the start straight, I almost had him three times, four times, but... (laughs) 
that guy knows who you are, where you are, and then he just basically plays with you. I mean, I could expect what he's going to do, but what can I do? Yeah. You know, I can't really be a ghost and, and make myself invisible and be on the other side of him. It's really hard, you know. It's funny as well, because I was thinking while you were behind him, I was like, oh, this must give you memories of your MX2 days. But you kind of missed the time. Like, when you moved to MXGP was when Prado got really good and kind of, I guess, learned how to control the race from the front. So this is all kind of new to you, I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, okay, it's quite similar than in MX2, but somewhere in MX2 I had these two, three times. And all beside that, I didn't see him too much, you know, because he was still growing and I was at my top in MX2, so... Now it's a bit different. Okay, I, he still, you know, misses out. I mean, you saw in his second moto, he was completely yeah. destroyed. You know, he, he also used all his energy during moto one. So he's not fully there yet, you know, but still uh, he's one of the most dangerous riders out there for the future. We all know that, you know. Uh, two triple headers down now. Both ones, you showed a lot of speed. Both ones, you had one big crash. Which one was harder on you physically? Are you feeling it more here than you were uh, after three races in Latvia? I definitely felt it more after Latvia since I had quite an ugly crash there. You know, now I'm physically all fine. Okay, I had a crash, but I somehow escaped really well. I didn't hurt anything, you know, but both races were tough physically. I mean, Latvia was more, I mean, your body, no, physically a bit harder. And mentally, this was also on a really high level, you know, because you couldn't afford any mistake. You had to be so focused and push every lap in those steep ruts and stuff, so... And I felt like every GP, the level increased, you know, first GP, fine, second GP, we made a step because everybody knows the track, 30 GP today, again, you know, I mean, check out our time practice lap time, I think we just dropped two seconds from Wednesday. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Did anything, like, how the hell did everyone just find two seconds? Did the track change? Did they do anything with prep? I think it was just us because, I mean, even that some of the parts of the track were more difficult, like the waves more high, so we lost some time there. But just that's there you see we improve because we get used to the track and that's what is the point, you know. The intensity intensity gets higher and it's getting tougher, you know. But as I said, overall, uh, all positive. I mean, I had two seconds, one win, one third, a fourth and a seven. I mean, that's not too bad no. for three GPs, you know. So I'm happy with that. And uh, last thing, obviously we had quite a big break after Latvia, uh, two weekends, which you don't normally get in the middle of a season. Mantova's coming up quite quick. Do you think that triple header will be harder because maybe you'll still be feeling it or everyone will still be feeling it from this one? I think two weeks are enough to recover, you know. Uh, okay, we're not going to go crazy with riding now till Mantova because yeah, we done, we've done a lot of hours now again. The body needs some rest, but we will recover for that one. The weather will become a bit less, I think, because it's getting autumn. Well, so. I can fill you in on that. I've already looked. 25, 26 degrees in Mantova the weatherman here yeah yeah weather okay the weather for <laughs> that's still a lot you know but it's today was 31 32 yeah. so this is going to make it a bit less but of course l- less warm you could can push more because yeah. you know how it is but uh i'm really fit actually you know i'm going to take some days off some cycling running slowly and i think i will be there uh, i will be back in mantua in good shape you know uh, dylan mulch mxgp of italy free uh, obviously, your fourth race in MXGP now, and I feel like the progress keeps on coming. Uh, first moto, especially today, you showed you have top 10 speed. Maybe it's not for the whole time yet, but doing it for the first half is kind of like the first step to getting on that ladder. Yeah, yeah, this was a big improvement today from Wednesday, even though I didn't finish the second moto due to a crash. But the first one, 
yeah, I ripped a really good start and um, I didn't settle. Like, I made passes on the first lap, second lap. I think I was, yeah, around eight. So I ran the pace for, I'm going to say, close to 20 minutes, but it's such a high level that, yeah, I was just smoked at the end of it. So I need to get, yeah, used to just running that, that pace and just week by week just, yeah, I think try to click off like one or two more laps at that speed but I think we're getting there I think it's like you've got to believe in yourself or you can run top 10 like it sounds crazy because the top 10's full of GP winners and world champions for the most part but you've got to believe it and kind of so does everyone else after seeing what you've done through only four races like technically you're still in the getting used to things phase yeah exactly like it's it's a huge even I was my qualifying I was super pissed with my qualifying and then I look when I'm lining up for the first moto two guys over is Caroli so I'm like oh yeah the class is crazy but I think like I'm a really good starter and I know that I'm confident with that and I'm not yeah I'm not like overwhelmed if I'm in the yeah. top 10 but I just think once I get that intensity fitness just better and better I'll be good but I've just got to remember I missed the whole winter of like the winter yeah. prep and the 450 prep but I think I'll get there so I'm looking forward to the rest. Uh, what's going on with your starts? Because you say you're a good starter. There were a couple in MX2, but this just seems to be every single time that you can go from the whole shot from whatever gate. Like, is it a bike? Is it a mix of the bike and you? Like, what is it? Yeah, I've always been good, but then when I went back to New Zealand, um, I worked a lot with Ben Townley, and he really, really, like, wanted to perfect my start. So I felt like we've, yeah, almost perfected it, and then again, the the JM Honda rips out the rips out the gate. Like in MX2, you need a factory bike. Yeah. Like if you get a perfect start and you don't have a factory bike, you're still not going to hold shot. But 450, I think you can get away with not having a factory bike. Uh, you mentioned last year that you talked to Ben and Josh Coppins a lot. Are you still talking to them now? Like are they help him with this transition to the 450? Yeah, I speak to Ben and Josh a lot. Yeah, and um. But it's also hard because they're not here. Yeah. And it's, like, I, I love, like, yeah, their advice, but it's also difficult if, like, uh, one person says this, one person says that, then one person, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'm sitting there very confused. <laughs> I'm like, so which advice do I take? But, but no, um, Ben's helping me out a lot still, so that's that's nice. And then my, I'm still training with Swanepoel, yeah. which, yeah, he helps me out tremendous. I'm guessing there's no chance you can get Ben to knock his tour thing on the head and come over here for a year with you, is there? Oh, no, no, he's got a pretty good gig at home, but, yeah, he, uh, I'm sure he'd love to come over for a GB. Maybe if I... Get rid of COVID, first of all. Yeah, get rid of COVID, uh, sign a deal for next year and have a good winter, maybe he'll come over, make an appearance, but we'll see. Uh, obviously, you jumped into Latvia late, so how was your first experience with the triple header thing? Obviously, it's a lot of racing, a lot of intense racing. It's really tight out there. Uh, how did you find it? Especially with the heat as well. Yeah, the heat was... It wasn't. didn't seem like... 32 don't seem so hot, no. but here was hot. Like Even just sitting there, you're sweating. But triple header, was, it was nice. Sunday... The first Sunday was sick. Second was a little off. I think the track was also good today, but... Yeah, I was over the track like, <laughs> today. Like... Even though they made small changes, I was still over it today. But I, uh, I felt pretty good. But it's triple hit is not so bad. I like the one day format. Uh, you're the first guy to actually talk about track changes. I've asked a few people, and all they've come up with is they made the waves higher. So what did they actually do? Yeah, I think 
I think from uh, the Sunday to the Wednesday, they ripped it a lot deeper in the opposites. So, like, what was deep on Sunday was hard on Wednesday, and what was hard on Sunday was deep on Wednesday. But then they put in a little, a couple little step-ups and little things like that, but for some reason the track formed different every day we're here. And uh, last thing, obviously this is a fill-in deal. We don't know what you're going to do next year. We didn't know what you were going to do this year. You could have easily been in America right now. Obviously, you've shown potential, so I guess if the right deal comes up in Europe, you'd take it because you've proven you can run top 10, so it'd be quite nice to have a full winter and like prove you can do that with a proper gig. Yeah, yeah, I think at the start, myself and everyone actually thought I'd kill myself on a 450, but I've, uh, I've proven, I think, that I've got, I got what it takes to be a... Yeah, a contender in 450, so I'd actually, I'd love to stay in GPs next year, so I think that's the plan right now, and um, hopefully I can sort something decent, get a full winter in on a 450, not just a, a winter, but then we'll be good for next year, I think, so that's the plan. Oh, you say people thought you were going to kill yourself on a 450. Did you almost kill yourself in that fence today, or was that just a gentle little roll-up to it? No, 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 that was, uh, I just got a little cross-rutted, and I couldn't really avoid it, but it was on a downhill too, so it was like half on a downhill and under the fence, so it was quite tricky to get the bike out of it, so it took me, took me quite a while, and a few Italian flag marshals to help. Jed beaten MXGP of Italy 3. It's amazing what happens when you don't crash on the first lap in both motos. I guess, I was actually thinking in Moto 2, I think we all forgot how good you were at the start of the year and when you start up front both motos we kind of get reminded of that. Yeah obviously like today the starts weren't very good again but uh, sort of made it happen on the first couple of corners and the first laps. Um, second one <clears throat> I was also buried in the field but then yeah by the end of the lap I was in like third so um, yeah I just really wanted to to be on the podium today so I tried to make that happen in the first couple of laps and then just try and ride a smart race or races. Um, obviously, like you said, it's it's real good to not get uh, put down or, or make a stupid mistake on the first lap of the first moto. So, yeah, we'll keep doing that and hopefully, uh, yeah, be back here talking about the podium more often. Uh, how's your arm wrist thing? Like, was that just fine the next day when you woke up or is it hurting a bit? No, it was quite sore, but um, we ended up going riding on... Friday I think it was um, and that actually like helped it quite a bit um, it's still a bit swollen now like just through the main part of the muscles I don't know really what's wrong with it but um, yeah I didn't really have any pain or, or limits with it today so uh, I was quite happy with that um, at the at the moment that it happened I was like pretty worried about it but now uh, yeah it's all good so don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, frustrated at all after the first race obviously it went down to the wire and you could have quite easily been second I think there were times when you were clearly faster like it kind of yo-yoed a bit so were you frustrated after that one? Uh, yes and no it was obviously my fault not being in a good position at the start to um, to be there um, fighting for that position but yeah unfortunately it would come down to the last lap and I pretty much run out of time but if there was a few more laps I felt like I could have could have challenged for second even uh, even more but yeah, that's uh, that's obviously my fault, and I felt like it was a good moto. Just like battling the last like four laps with Thomas was uh, pretty cool. We got got uh, quite close in in a few few spots. So um, yeah, it sort of went back and forth a little bit. He'd pull a little bit, I'd catch, and then 
yeah, obviously Vial made a mistake and more on the back of him. So um, all three of us were just going at it. So that was that was pretty fun. But yeah, I felt not too pissed off because like I felt like my riding was was good today and um, yeah, I felt like quite relaxed. But yeah, the second moto, I was just thinking like oh, I was in a podium position. I was like, oh, I don't fuck this up now. I just finish it off. But yeah, the last ten minutes or so, I wasn't riding like like I should have. But Anyway, it is what it is. It's a bit of a monkey off the back now. It's uh, been a long time coming, so uh, I feel a bit relieved after that one. You say your starts weren't actually that good. You were third at the end of the first lap on the second one, weren't you? Because I've got a question about that, but if your starts weren't good, maybe it wasn't you. Yeah, no, I was, I was, uh, think the guy said I was like 12th around the first turn. Oh, just like, great work again. Yeah, just like, <laughs> like I said, I tried to uh, make it happen the best I could in the, in the, uh, in the second moto so I knew I was in quite a shitty position um in the in the first corners so yeah I don't know I don't really know how I did it but I come over like the last drop off and I think I was in like third so I was um yeah pretty happy with that lap um but yeah I was I was a little bit more relieved after that you know trying to put in a hard charge on the first couple of laps to um get the get the gap and get into a bit of a rhythm so I think that helped a bit but yeah Obviously, from the first couple of laps, trying to charge through, it's um, yeah quite tough when it's this hot. So, in the end, I couldn't really push as hard as what I would like to. And uh, last thing, because I think you've got to go uh, on that first lap in the second moto, coming into the corner before pit lane, you kind of made a bit of an attempt on Ben to get second. I feel like had you got him, then the whole race maybe could have get, uh, gone differently because you were kind of really going at that point. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, it's quite hard. You got to make a lot of the passes on the first lap here, especially. Um, like like I said the other day, it's not one line, but it's like that one fast line that everyone kind of follows and you got to wait for a mistake or or find or be close enough to make, make a pass, you know. So, um, yeah, I felt like it could have been a little bit different, but at the same time, I think, um, yeah, I would have tried to charge the first couple of laps to, to hang on, but... Yeah, unfortunately couldn't do it and yeah, like I said, run out of gas because of the heat but all in all it was still a good day so I'm pretty happy with it and yeah, I look forward to uh, trying to build on this a little bit more. And uh, one more quick thing, obviously you said before you don't really care about where you are in a championship as long as you're in that battle for third. Uh, today was pretty good for that. I looked a little bit earlier and you've kind of made some decent progress this week. Oh nice, I haven't really looked at that at the moment So, um, Well take my word for it Yeah, uh, yeah thanks <laughs> You always seem to fill me in with all the information So maybe I just don't look at it I, I just was tweeting about Manjamup at some point in this first moto I'm just all things Australian me Oh nice yeah. yeah just getting the Aussie vibes happening Well it was like three of you in the top 12 So I didn't know where we were uh, Yeah well it's a bit, uh, bit difficult I don't have mirrors so I don't know where the <laughs> other ones are but I'll just fill you <laughs> in, it's fine <laughs> yeah. No I like the Australian vibes though Keep it happening and Watson, uh, MXGP of Italy 3, obviously coming from where you were on Wednesday, which was majorly beat up. Uh, today you were back on track, same speed as you had in Moto2 on Wednesday. That Moto2 could have been really good, but still a fifth, still good. I think it's a positive day. Yeah, definitely. Um, the problem, I had bad qualifyings the last two races, and then now this one, like I felt better. It was nothing special, but I was seven, and, and for this start, it's, it's plenty good enough. Um, and then, yeah, the first race, I had like a mediocre start. It wasn't anything amazing, but I was like kind of there. And then first up, I went off track and 
unfortunately had a small uh, bike problem, small electrical. I don't know if it was, I don't know, water or what, but yeah, something out of my hands again. And then that race was just real difficult. I couldn't make any progress. And uh, yeah, I did what I could. I just kept going and going. And then I, uh, yeah, I finished seven. So that was just like a race where it's uh, a little bit out of your hands. It was just, yeah, one of them. And then second one, um, yeah, I had a real a good start. First time I was around the corner, like almost hole shotting again. And I was third, and then I, I got straight into second, which is good for me because the first laps normally I, I've I've struggled, and especially when it's hard back in the water. And if there's a little bit of like risk involved, sometimes I struggle. And uh, this time I just got in that flow and the rhythm quickly, and I made a pass straight away, and I was in second. And then I was just sat behind Vial but like easy just riding just like I was on training it was I didn't feel like I was doing anything special at all but the speed was real good and in the beginning of the race it's a little bit unusual for me but that's what surprised me quite a lot like I was just just riding just everything was just coming like I wasn't even really thinking about what I was you know like I need to be here and like he's gaining on me here it was all just kind of coming to me and then I think it was like maybe 10 minutes and I just came down opposite pit lane and I I like quite a good line. I was braking real late yeah. and I could, this was like one spot where I was coming quite close to him. And I just put the angle, went to turn and I just, I was maybe lent over a little bit too much and yeah, the front just dropped over and then I just lost the front. And it was a real stupid small crash, but I got up and then I was in fifth and yeah. It was just real, real difficult to get back in my rhythm again after that. But no, I still rode, yeah, okay. I didn't feel like half the rider that yeah. I was was on the start of the race, but I was still there. So, I mean, that's it's a positive, yeah. Uh, before I just chuck positives at you about Moto2, uh, the spluttering in Moto1, is that linked to the spluttering in qualifying on Wednesday? Is it the same sort of thing? No, completely different. Um, this time, like, if you... If you rolled the throttle and, and went, everything was, was completely normal, was fine. It was more like sometimes the landings are a little bit heavy and soft here, like for example where Jeffrey crashed. And you need to kind of like load it up before you land, like just give it a load of throttle and clutch and then kind of stab it when you land. And that's where it was the issue, like in the air it was not, it was just like, yeah, making strange, yeah. It was nothing to do with, with uh, the small issue we had in qualifying uh, on Wednesday but yeah you know now the bikes are so developed there's so many small is this cables for this and that and electronics and the the rev counter for the starts and every there's so many small things that you know it's normal that a couple of things can cause a few problems sometimes so it's just one of them and I was lucky the the team you know they worked hard and changed everything for the second race and that yeah it was perfect then uh, right, the positives from the second race. Uh, you say that going forward on the first couple of laps isn't normally you. Uh, you didn't just go forward, you're actually the fastest person on track on laps two and three. And at that point, I was kind of like, okay, we normally have to wait 15 minutes for this. So, genuinely, like, okay, you crashed, like, that sucks a little bit, but it could have been really good. And just knowing that, like, this must be confidence moving forward. Yeah, 100%, because I came here a few weeks ago for the Italian Championship. And honestly, I couldn't have rode out your way if you asked me to. I was, I was. Dreadful. I did watch the live stream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a GP, and it's you come with a different mentality, and that is a little bit of an issue for me. Sometimes it's hard. Like you see it in the Dutch Masters sometimes, where I'm just not, 
I'm just not on it at all. But yeah, like it was strange because the beginning of the race was was the best for me at this point, and uh, I was I was real pleased that like I I made a big step on one of my weak points, and I kind of just showed to everyone that you know, when when everything is going in my direction that I can be one of the fastest guys out there and it was just real frustrating that you know I was like riding around like finally I'm second and I'm feeling good I've I've made good progress in the beginning of the race and okay just ride now just have fun and then this track is just so unpredictable and like my crash on Wednesday I just came down that hill so relaxed and boom like my head was just slammed into the floor so yeah it's like that and that's motocross it's such a tough sport and you've got to be on your game all the time so you know when you have good good speed like today you can you can leave happy even if your result is not amazing obviously coming off of a positive day like today it would be quite easy to say that you'd probably want a Fienza 4 but Mantova should be equally good for you like that's another track that kind of plays to your strengths uh, I wouldn't say I want a Mantova 4 like the track I don't really yeah this is just not my style at all and and especially in qualifying qualifying you need to just honestly put a blindfold over you and just hold the thing wide open and yeah I was I was not feeling it in really any of the qualifyings but this morning was a lot better but Mantova is definitely more my style it's a little bit sandy there's uh, some good jumps and yeah a nice wave section so yeah no that's I'm definitely like 100% much more looking forward to going here than, than in Fianza. And uh, last thing, just for people wondering at home, your chin, eye, lip, teeth, uh, everything's kind of okay. Obviously, you rode fine today. Yeah, my teeth, I had a, a big knock on my two front teeth. And then like directly after the the crash, I was like, ah, oh, because I, I already knocked one of my front teeth out before. But like the, the next morning, everything was good. They were already like settled pretty good and I can eat and everything fine and my chin yeah that's just like a small cut but it was quite deep that's close together now fine and and my lip also there's a stitch in there and the inside's all all close together so I still have a little bit of swelling in the mouth and my eyes black but there's no swelling there so it didn't affect me yeah literally zero today so um yeah I'm very lucky from that crash and yeah thankful that I didn't have anything from it. Uh, Conrad Muse, MXGP of <laughs> Italy 3, we'll call it. Uh, another positive day, another day in the right direction. First moto, maybe your best ride ever. I mean, it's definitely up there. Second moto was difficult like last Sunday, but all in all, you're definitely kind of going in the right direction and it's showing all across the board. Yeah, so we're done up here now. Um, Italy round three, like you said, it was... Uh, it, I, overall I'm happy you know like I'm not going to complicate it too much it is what it is um, first race I put so much into that like it was I didn't get a very good start at all I was 20th place on that one and um, I just honestly I was just feeling it and I had some good lines and I was fighting all the way through and I passed some really good guys and like it was nice to get to the front from where I started so yeah like you said the first race for me was was very good and I put a lot into it um, and yeah, I went out in a second moto and I just didn't have it in me from the start, you know. It was just, um, struggled with the track. They put quite a bit of water down. Um, I struggle in them conditions as it is. And I was just sore, you know. My whole body was sore and the heat took it out of me. And it was a difficult weekend. Like, it was, there was, there's no hiding away from it. Like, 
I, I struggled a lot in the last race um, and I just didn't really have the go in me in the last one like I did in the first one I felt kind of almost a bit not lazy but like that kind of feeling you know that was how it felt in between every jump when I was standing up my legs were burning and oh yeah it was a tough old moto but the trouble is with this class and the MX2 everyone's so close so if you're a little bit off you can be miles back so and um yeah just straight away from the first lap just wasn't really the one for me but overall I'm looking at how I qualifying every time I've been inside the top six and I think I've had three motos inside the top six out of the six um and yeah the last day here we end we started with an amazing ride in the first race um and I think I'm not 100% sure but I think I had the fastest lap yeah definitely fastest lap so my my speed's definitely there um we're gonna like I said we've got a little two-week break now um I think we're gonna get try and get a lot of hard work done um and then, yeah, come back in Mantova. But overall, I'm happy and the, the team's done a great job. And like I said, I can't thank them enough and all the sponsors and everything. Obviously, we wouldn't be here without them. Um, so, yeah, it, overall, it's been a good weekend and I'm happy. I'm guessing you even you were surprised that you went from 20th to 5th in the first moto. Like, no one, even the best rider, worst rider, no one's found it easy to pass around here. And like you say, you passed some really good guys. Yeah, no, definitely. It was um, it was a tough track to uh, to pass on, that was for sure. But in the first moto, I was just, like I said, like it, we, I think we spoke about it before, but I was going anywhere on the track and like every line I used just seemed to work for me and I was just coming through good. And then before you know it, I seen Watson, I seen Van der Moosdijk and I was just, yeah, I was really feeling it. And um, over, like it was it was a good race for me and I, I fought all the way to the checkered flag. Um and yeah like I could see I think the the team worked it out that over the whole period of the race I lost two seconds on Gertz <laughs> which was the leader so and they were that was on the last two laps so it would have been nice if I got a bit better of a start but like I said it is what it is and we can um baby steps and and that's what we're doing at the minute like you say if you break down the entire week even if you ignore results there were so many positives like Wednesday uh, your fastest time in qualifying was on the last lap I think your fastest time in one of the motos was on the last lap. So that means your conditioning's there. You're there when the track's rough. Like, if you put all three rounds together, you've kind of proven that you're there no matter what bad start, good start, last lap, first lap. Like, it's all good. Yeah, definitely. It's just, like I said, I think that especially in the last three weeks, like since Latvia and things like that, we're coming on very good. We're making some good steps. And we started off with having one solid moto. And I mean, one really good moto. It's never been like just kind of two okay motos so it's um and and now we're going to work towards two and and when we get there i believe that it will um it'll be sweet and i think we're for sure we'll um we'll stay there then and that'll be the ball rolling but like i said for the minute i'm happy and ignoring the result in the last race and things like that like i'm happy in my ride and i'm happy where i'm at um and yeah and we, we go from here now uh, it's been hot here it was hot in Latvia as well obviously two completely different tracks what triple header was harder on you physically mentally all of that um physically for me this this Italian triple header was a lot harder um I don't know temperature difference but I feel like it was it was a bit hotter and like it, your mouth was dry after the first lap and you were trying to breathe and it was just brutal honestly it was a brutal three rounds but we got through it and um yeah like i said hopefully that like mantova in in spain also will have another good few rounds um we've got the full team back in mantova so that should be cool having my teammates join me again um and yeah i'm just looking forward to going on here out but um but yeah for sure 
I think Italy was the was the toughest three toughest three races I've probably ever had so far. And uh, last thing, you said you're going to go away from here and work hard before Mantova, but I guess it's a different kind of work hard. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't need to go and work through a million different settings. It's more about maintaining now rather than climbing up. Yeah, I mean, you can easily go away from here, burn yourself out and be twice as bad in Mantova. So I think for me, it's just a case of ticking the boxes and, and sticking to my plan. The plan's working and doing everything I can. And and we will get there 100%. Like, and for sure, I can put all my money on it that by the end of the end of the year that we'll have two solid motos and and, and we'll be fighting for the fighting for the podium so here on out we're just going to keep ticking boxes and um yeah hopefully keep having good races